0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The COVID-19 coronavirus has cancelled a lot of things. Weddings, festivals, having lunch with your mates. But it's also cancelling something we all use as a bit of escapism, reality TV. When we announced the winner
1: at the end, we all jumped up and down in place because we couldn't hug each other.
0: Today, we're going to look at just how far reaching this virus has gotten into the world of reality television and how it may affect your viewing habits well into 2020 and beyond. This week, the Dancing with the Stars finale was, well, weird.
2: The winners and new champions of Dancing with the Stars 2020 are...
0: Host Amanda Keller says the whole experience was something she'll never forget.
1: Oh, it was so different. And we've had a number of incremental changes along the way. The first episode that we did, I think it might have been episode five or six that didn't have an audience. We thought that's as strange as it would get. Then we had Christian Wilkins, son of Richard Wilkins, having to be in isolation while he was tested for coronavirus. So he had to dance in in isolation with his partner on a hotel rooftop. We crossed to him remotely. We thought that's as weird as it will get. And then in the finale, we had one of the judges who had to fly home to England. He was via satellite because if he didn't get out then, he wouldn't get back home in time for his other commitments. And it was just so strange to have this 1.5 Distance between us all. And we had to explain that these dancers, with their partners and the professional dancers, have been in each other's company in close proximity every day for three months. So they were like family and they have agreed to continue because they're comfortable with that. But for Grant and I, suddenly, On the night of the finale, we had to stand 1.5 metres apart. When the contestants finished their dance, we had to have a microphone brought in remotely for them and we had to stay where we were, off to the side. When they came up to the skybox where they have their interview where we hear the judges' scores, we could not stand next to them again. And if they had a great result, they could hug each other. We could do nothing. And then when we announced the winner at the end, we all jumped up and down in place because we couldn't hug each other. It was the strangest thing, but I was so proud that we kept going with each new incremental shift that we thought, okay, this is what it is. And I know at some point they were saying, well, do they need to dance together? They go, yes, it's a ballroom dancing, Latin dancing competition. They have to be near each other or there's just no point.
0: Obviously there's more than just those faces we see on the TV working for this show. There's a whole crew working behind the scenes. Did it affect them as much as it did you
1: guys? Yes, well, very much everyone, obviously, in masks and gloves. And there was medical staff on standby who took our temperatures several times a day. There were signs on our dressing room doors and on makeup rooms as to how many people were allowed in there at any time. So people were isolated in different rooms to have their makeup done and to get mic'd up and all that kind of stuff. But another thing that struck me was that everyone I worked with, all the professional dancers, all the people who do costumes, staging, lighting, the TV production people, the writers, all out of work. This was their last job. What happens now? Because all the shows have been cancelled, all the theatrical shows have been cancelled. I absolutely felt for everybody because that industry in particular has nowhere to go. If you
0: could sum up this whole finale experience in one short paragraph, how would you describe this this experience as a whole?
1: I was proud to be part of it because we believed we were bringing a little bit of light and relief to people who really needed it and for a whole lot of people who worked really hard through a really trying time and found joy in it. And I think Silly Pakola summed it up when she said she was first asked to be part of this show. She thought, oh, you know, dancing is a too lightweight. And yet she said that she felt it was absolutely the right time to be doing a show like that and for her to immerse herself in something like this. We're all in this together. And you muddle your way through, you roll with the punches and you try and make people smile. And that's what I was really proud of with this show.
0: Dancing with the Stars is not the only show that's being affected by the COVID-19 coronavirus. Survivor host Jonathan Lapalia was unable to be there for the All-Stars finale Monday night.
2: Good evening, I'm Washington Ginsberg. I am sure you weren't expecting to see me here.
0: And shows like Q&A, The Project and Mad as Hell have been doing their shows sans audience.
2: Um, Before we begin the show tonight, an apology. Uh, Last week on the show, we made a joke about Michael Rowland using a canned laughter machine to rehearse for news breakfast. That wasn't true. It was just a joke about how we uh, don't have a studio audience anymore.
0: But just how far is this virus reaching into our reality TV screens? And does this mean the end for some of our favourite trashy TV indulgences? Rob McKnight is the host and editor of TV Black Box. Rob, let's start with some of the reality shows that are now in the works. How has the virus affected something like Big Brother? Because that's in production in Sydney already, right? Right.
2: What you're going to find is coronavirus in some way, shape or form has affected every production. Big Brother was shut down for 48 hours because a crew member lived with someone who contracted the virus and that forced the complete shutdown. Having said that, that crew member was found to be negative and so production was able to resume. So Big Brother is on track. One of the interesting things about Big Brother, though, is everyone says, oh, well, they're in lockdown, they're safe. This has been described by my sources as Survivor in a warehouse, which means there are crew going into the house and shooting these challenges like they would an episode of Survivor. Presumably, since COVID-19 has happened, those crew members are maintaining distance. But the idea that they're in some hygienically sealed container is just not factual.
0: Now, you mentioned Survivor a second ago, and we will get to the actual show at the minute, but in a weird crossover, a former Survivor contestant is actually also The Bachelor, and that was already in filming too.
2: Yeah, so The Bachelor was a third into its filming schedule before they decided to shut down. What they are doing, though, is they're going to continue with a phase called Bachelor in Lockdown, and they're going to film all the contestants having dates via video apps, so basically, Lockie will be at his place having video chats and still trying to get to know the Bachelorettes, basically. So that will be an interesting part. It will be sometime before The Bachelor continues. So this could be a program for next year. I think it's a clever move by 10, trying to make the most of a bad situation.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to Survivor itself. We've already seen the finale of the All-Star season be affected by the virus because host Jonathan Lapalia wasn't able to be there. So
2: mm-hmm. Osha
0: stepped in in his place. But what about the next season? Because doesn't that get underway pretty quickly after this season wraps?
2: The next season is on hold, and usually, you're absolutely right, there isn't a lot of time in between the airing of a season and the shooting of another season. So Survivor at the beginning of the year has worked very well for 10. They would have been hoping to replicate that, and yes, they were due to go to Fiji very soon, within the next week or so. That's obviously not happening. They've ruled out doing it as a domestic version, so we will literally have to wait until they can go overseas and shoot the next series. And As we all know with this virus, it could be three, six, 12 months. We really just don't know. Where
0: do we stand on the talent shows? Because The Voice and Australia's Got Talent both had new seasons on the go already. Are they both still going ahead?
2: I think Australia's Got Talent will be on hold, but The Voice has shot the blind auditions. The next phase is the live shows. And we're understanding that the key hosts Boyd George and Kelly Rowland will stay overseas and they will be included in some kind of video link they will be replaced by Australian hosts, but I think the Nine Network is still working that out. And obviously they're facing the prospect there will be no audience in the stands, but that is becoming something we are just having to live with as viewers. And it does lose a soundtrack, which is a real shame because the applause, the cheering, the getting behind a contestant is all part of the soundtrack for those shows. If you watch Sean McAuliffe's Smart as Hell, I just can't watch it at the moment. And it's not because I need to be told when to laugh and without an audience, I'm not getting that. But there is a comfort to having the laugh track and to have the hosts playing off those laughs and sometimes pushing it a little bit further because they're getting that reaction or or if a joke falls flat and the host reacts to that. It should never be underestimated what an audience brings to a studio show.
0: You mentioned how the networks are handling this. This has Mm -hmm. got to be a really tough time for them, but they've still got a business to run and they've still got to get ratings under their belt and they've got a captive audience. Everyone is at home right now. So are they still really desperately trying to get these shows up just so they have something that they can show to us at the end of the week?
2: If you thought we were living in the age of kumbaya and everyone was going to be friendly, think again. So this is an interesting one. House Rules is meant to air on Channel 7 on Sunday night, and MasterChef was meant to air on Wednesday night tonight. And... Channel 9 at the last minute have moved Married at First Sight to go head-to-head with house rules. The strategy behind this is My Kitchen Rules launched up against the tennis. It didn't do very well and it lost momentum and it suffered its whole season. Nine are hoping to do the same thing again by having the juggernaut that is Married at First Sight up against house rules and thereby killing off any momentum 7 might get. The interesting thing will be will 7 then make the move to move the House Rules premiere to Monday night. And if they do, will nine follow suit? It's also interesting because next week is a non-ratings two-week period out of the ratings survey. So nine are actually, to make sure seven don't get a leg up, they are moving married at first sight to fall outside the ratings period. This is pretty unprecedented stuff, but just shows there is no love lost and no one is taking their foot off the pedal. Everyone is striving to be number one.
0: In your expert opinion, will this virus kill off reality TV to an extent or will this delay just have us hungrier for it than ever when it does finally all return?
2: It depends how long it goes. I think there will always be an appetite for reality TV. The question will be what does the TV industry look like once we get through this. The longer it goes, production companies are quite possibly going to fall by the wayside. Channel 7 is in financial strife at the moment. There are people with deep pockets, investment banks, looking for good deals to take over. So, there could be a changing of hands of some media companies. But the question is, who will survive and will it be a much smaller market? Ultimately, the things that work will be the things that programmers go back to. So, I don't think we'll see the end of reality TV in the slightest. And there's still plenty of product in the can. We've got Lego Masters coming up and MasterChef and a whole range of programming that will see us through for a bit. There are big questions over shows like The Masked Singer, which relies on a big studio audience to do the voting. So what we're probably going to see is more of a delay, but not the end of these shows.
0: Host of Mamma Mia's Mass Recaps podcast, Jesse Stevens, says the thing that's making reality TV so important to us right now is also the thing that's freaking us out about it. I think the reason is probably because it was recorded in a pre-COVID-19 context and so it's real escapism because this is when people didn't know what was awaiting them. It's really interesting to watch it through that prism because obviously that's a show about strangers getting married and we are just so concerned the entire time because we're thinking those germs that are being spread and they're sitting too close and they're touching their face and it's, it's almost comical watching it, back with the context that we now know so reality isn't dead it's just on hold right now and by 2021 we can expect to see it return with a vengeance because the war for the number one spot in the ratings is still very much on that's it for the quickie today thanks to our producer melanie tate and audio producer ian camilleri and in case you haven't heard mamma mia out loud is now three times a week Mia, Holly and Jessie know that you need a mate to catch up with now more than ever. So they're getting together to talk about all the things Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So check out Mamma Mia out loud in your podcast app today.